0: Saturday's See You at the Library events were a huge success. Nancy Pelosi takes on Donald Trump in a war of words, plus the New York Times asks which animal best describes Joe Biden. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13 Minute News Hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're gonna start with Kirk Cameron, Brave Books, and the See You at the Library events that occurred this past Saturday at over 250 libraries in 45 states. What started out as a simple effort by Cameron to read a book at a library has become a national movement. As you know, the left is focused on indoctrinating children into Marxist ideology. They are doing this in a number of ways, but one of their efforts is to take young children and inundate them with hyper-sexualized content such as books, movies, parades, and the disgusting drag queen story hours. With that in mind, Cameron wanted to hold his own story hour, but instead of dressing up like a prostitute and reading a book on sexual positions, which is just one of a host of books that the left is pushing, Cameron just wanted to read a faith-based book And inspire children in a wholesome, patriotic way. He reached out to a number of libraries and received rejection after rejection after rejection. But then the word started to spread. These libraries were happy to make space available for drag queen story hours, but not for a faith-based book. Finally, Cameron was able to book a couple gigs and the response was incredible. In fact, as he did more readings, the crowds continued to grow. That brings us to this past Saturday, when Cameron and his publisher, Brave Books, put together a nationwide event. Hundreds of locations across the entire country would read books to children, have fun, play games, pray and sing. Now, I participated in this event, and I have to say that I had a blast. A couple of weeks ago, Brave Books and Cameron held a conference call where we could ask questions and exchange ideas. What was really cool about the call Was that you could feel the energy and get a sense that something great was going to happen. Here's Cameron from late last week offering a
1: preview of the event. Well, it's it's been a joy to be crisscrossing the nation, visiting public libraries and reading stories of virtue for children and families. And now I'm seeing that uh, there is this giant army of love and compassion and liberty that is behind me. And they're now charging out in front 268 libraries are booked for See You at the Library Day this Saturday, representing 45 states. And we have state senators, governors, mayors, pastors, county commissioners who are coming out and they are in full support of this event. It's family friendly, it's faith filled and firmly patriotic.
0: Now, of course, not everyone was excited about these events. The last thing the Marxist left wants is for people to come together and celebrate ideals like faith and patriotism or even family fun. The American Library Association actually put out directives on how to prevent people from reserving library space for the CU at the library book readings. That's right, this association actively supports drag queen story hours, but tried to pre- prevent
1: faith and patriotism from being shared with kids. So the ALA is an organization that receives grants from the federal government. They receive other monies as well, but taxpayer dollars are given to them. And, and that's to be used to encourage people to come to libraries. Well, the ALA has been caught on video, actually naming us by name, saying, here are some ways that librarians can prevent the Kirk Cameron thing, the see you at the library, Brave Books thing from happening, even suggesting that you might come up with other programming that makes all the space unavailable for those families who want to come participate in that event. And so they're, they're blocking people from coming to the library while simultaneously promoting things like drag queen story hours. It's just
0: unbelievable what these organizations will do. That They don't care about free speech. They don't care about opposing viewpoints. They will do everything they can to completely shut down thoughts and words and actions that don't align with Marxist ideology. But while they continue their attacks on children, I must say that Saturday's events were a massive success. My county Republican Party participated in several book readings, and they were so fun. We said the Pledge of Allegiance and watched a video and read books. Then we even had a drawing and gave away some brave books to the kids. We even attracted some people who just happened to be at the library and didn't even know about our event. And let me just say that the librarians and staff I worked with were very, very helpful. Everything ran smoothly and the kids had a great time. Unfortunately. Outside of one of the locations where Cameron read, there were few protesters and a reporter from the post-millennial took a page from one of the books that the left wants to push on children and asked whether it was appropriate or not. And sir, what about you? So this is genderqueer, by the way. This is being shown to children. You think that graphic is appropriate for children? Do you? It's a simple question, so yes or no answer. You think that should be shown to children in uh, libraries? The idea that people would show up to protest the reading of a values oriented book and the singing of patriotic songs is just so sad. But this is our country today. And as we've seen in recent months, conservatives coming together and making our voices heard is extremely, extremely effective. All we have to do is keep it up. All right, next let's talk about Nancy Pelosi and former President Trump. But first, If you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next we have Nancy Pelosi, who felt compelled to talk about former President Trump as he appeared in court following yet another indictment. Before I get to her comments, let's just talk briefly about these indictments. Not the content, but the fallout, because it's just fascinating. Every time Trump gets indicted, he goes up in the polls. It has to be driving his opponents crazy, and the media are just stunned. Here's NBC's Chuck Todd, who just can't figure out what's going on with Trump. I always thought this, Willie, You know, the Republican dynamic in this primary only changes if there is general election polling showing Trump losing by more than five points. If, that, if we get to that moment, then all of a sudden the whole idea that he can't win is, a, is actually something that voters might, might contemplate. But right now, the biggest thing that benefits Donald Trump is the fact that it's a tied race. And I, I, gotta, I always ask this question, what is its, does it say more about Trump or Biden that a thrice indicted former president is tied with the current president? It's so great to watch. The left throws everything at Trump and he still keeps coming back. Todd is right about one thing. I think unless the head-to-head matchup between Trump and Biden changes, as in Trump is down by five points or more, then none of the Republican challengers has a chance. The only potential winning message for a GOP challenger is that Trump can't win, and a DeSantis or a Haley or a Ramaswamy can. That's the only argument. Everyone loved Trump's policies, so you can't really win with that angle it has to be that a different candidate can promote those same policies, but beat Biden in 2024. As it turns out now, depending on what poll you see, Trump has a very good chance of beating Biden in 2024, but we can study that at a different time. Back to Pelosi, who following Trump's court appearance went on MSNBC and said this.
1: To see the president of the United States be arraigned it was interesting to see hear Mr. Dunn talk about how it felt for him in the courtroom. When I, w- I wasn't in the courtroom, of course, but when I saw his coming out of his car and this or that, I saw a scared puppy. He looked very, very, very um, concerned about the fate.
0: Uh-oh, a scared puppy? Are you kidding me? The only people who are getting scared are those on the left, because Trump keeps coming back. And on the flip side, we are learning more and more about the bribery and other corruption of Joe Biden and his family. Those on the left should be very concerned. Here's more from Pelosi.
1: I didn't see any bravado or confidence or anything like that. He knows, he knows the truth that he lost the election, and now he's got to face the music.
0: That last statement from Pelosi is what I find particularly disturbing. She said Trump lost the election and now he has to face the music. In other words, what Pelosi is saying is kind of along the lines of the whole indictment against Trump, that you can't speak out about an election, that you can't challenge the results. Of course you can, but as we often see, the left tries to bully the right into silence by constantly being on the attack. Well, Pelosi's comments didn't sit well with Trump, Who took to Truth Social and posted this? I purposely didn't comment on Nancy Pelosi's very weird story concerning her husband, but now I can because she said something about me with glee that was really quite vicious. I saw a scared puppy, she said, as she watched me on television like millions of others that didn't see that. I wasn't scared. Nevertheless, how mean a thing to say. She is a wicked witch whose husband's journey from hell starts and finishes with her. She is a sick and demented psycho who will someday live in hell." Wow, that was just classic Trump. He doesn't hold back, and Nancy Pelosi and the other Democrats know that Trump will keep fighting. That's one of the main reasons people support him so much, because he takes the fight back to the media and the Democrats when others just run and hide. Okay, next, since I'll be out for the rest of the week, Let's bring a little bit of Friday into our Monday show. We've had leftist protesting children's book readings, the media stunned at Trump's popularity, and Nancy Pelosi speaking nonsense. We need to ask them, do you have a relaxed brain?
1: I got what you call like, I don't know, a relaxed brain.
0: So first on relaxed brain, we have the New York Times, which for some reason decided to do a story in which people were asked which animal best describes Joe Biden. No Republicans were involved in the Q&A. Instead, it was five Democrats and six Independents. But even without any GOP input, the results were not good. Two came back with dinosaur. One Independent said that a turtle came to mind when thinking about Joe Biden. Two other Democrats described Biden as a snail and a sloth. One Democrat thought of a hippo. And another Independent said goldfish, because Biden doesn't have the attention span to focus on anything. Hey, New York Times, great idea for a story. And then there's Kamala Harris, who can't say anything without breaking into that trademark cackle. All that, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else, that is called Bidenomics. (laughs) That is called Bidenomics. And we are very proud of Bidenomics. I could do a whole show with Harris videos from just this past week. But I want to leave you with another sign that the world is coming to an end. Forget football and track and other real sports. In Finland, they have hobby horsing. It's like equestrian events without the horses. Yep. It's called hobby horsing. And to me, it's just the perfect leftist sport. And by the way, someone did clear that jump and the crowd went wild. And that's Relax Brain Friday on a Monday. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Monday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.